Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning everybody. Good morning Fagy. Good morning Adol. How is the quarantine treating you? I've actually got into a bit of a rhythm these days. It's a lot better. I decided to change things around and move things around with my kids, and it's actually working much better, thank God. Excellent, excellent. And I hope everybody out there is well as well. Um, I was just listening to our intro, and a, a smile came to my face. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Well, I hope that everybody's staying healthy and people are moving on the continuum of being chronically sick and just you know, mistreating our bodies and make, doing things and changes while we are in quarantine now because this is the opportune time to change, um, to do that. And then uh, now we, got, we, were, we were talking about tired last week um, in, and the week before in terms of sleeping, that sleep um, is very much part of our health. And uh, last week we touched on the concept of breathing, and I know for myself, I actually sometimes smile because you go out, so like we kind of like Faye and I have gone out on a limb to go out and talk to everybody out there. Um, but in truth, it's really a talk to yourself, a motivation to yourself. And I think one of the very important things that I've learned in life, and it doesn't matter what part of your life that you're trying to change, change is very, very hard when you're doing it alone. Um, if, if you're trying to like self-motivate, you've got to be a highly, highly motivated person and a highly, uh, um, goal-orientated person to change things yourself. Even though change does come from yourself, it's fantastic if there are people around you, um, and there is a community that support. And really, again, this is what Healthy You, Wealthy You is all about. Both Fagi and I are just and uh, I hope I'm not um, being derogatory here, Faggy, but we're simple mothers and simple wives, simple women living in Johannesburg, and we're just exploring our lives and how we lead them and, you know, what are the fundamentals that we need to live a happy and healthy life. And certainly um, from a physical point of view, um, you know, keeping healthy, eating healthy, and creating an environment of health is probably of vital importance and nothing, nothing I think has accentuated this now more than this whole coronavirus because the more you read about it and the more you hear about it, even from the, the, the medical world, they're going and saying, why is it so dangerous, the coronavirus? Um, it's not because it's actually a horrific, horrific disease, you know, that, that, um, is, is, is eating away, but simply because it is a disease that affects our bodies when we are unhealthy. And so the cause behind the whole, uh, the, the, the coronavirus is that we need to clear ourselves up, we need to start eating healthy, we need to boost our immunity, etc., etc. And then when we have a threat like the coronavirus, it's actually very, very easy uh, to contain. So we welcome you into this discussion. As always, if you'd like to join this discussion, you can SMS on 34519. Um, I will be notified as to what you are saying. If you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, just send an email to info at highfm.com. Give us your name 
and your cell number and you will be joined into a WhatsApp group where we drop um, just an idea every single day into into your iPhone or your Android, whatever you're using, and you could use that to help you motiv- to help motivate you along the way. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Faggy Stern. Welcome back, everybody, to the Healthy You, Wealthy You segment. And today, we're wanting to put together another piece of the puzzle. You know, one of the, the, the things that I've, I've certainly learned um, as my life has progressed is that there isn't one quick fix for something. Um, and I think it's, it's, I think it's a, an illness, if I, if I may, may say it like that, of society in general is that we have been very, very fragmented and we have been dealing things in, in like specifically targeted, um, issues with specifically targeted, you know, fix, fix it up, so, so to speak. So, um, let's take, let's take now that we're in the conversation with health, talking about health. Until now, we've been very fragmented. If you are, you know, you've, you've, you've got something wrong with your heart, you're only going to go see the cardiologist. If there's something wrong with your eyes, go see the ophthalmologist. If there's something wrong with your stomach, go see the gastro, uh, guy. But in truth, really, this world isn't fragmented. We aren't fragmented human beings. We're a sum of, of many, many components. And I think that um, what's happening with medicine now and really in society in general, this is kind of like a, a philosophical discussion, but I think an important one to understand, that whether we're dealing with our health, whether we're dealing with our money, our economy, whether we're dealing with our community, it's not one specific thing that's wrong and we've just got to go fix that. Even though, you know, trying to be specific and say, well, let's try to fix this right now will help. We've got to understand that it is a sum of a lot of components. And as we put the pieces of the puzzle together, we will actually influence other parts that we, we, we didn't really think about. And this is very, very true across the board. And since we're talking about health in health, meaning having just eating well, but not sleeping well, but not breathing well, but not exercising well is not going to make you well. And again, exercising well, but not eating well and not sleeping well is not going to make you. (laughs) Exactly. You understand. It's like it's, you've got to actually look at it. You've got to remove yourself from the situation, look at it as a whole and then go and say, well, where's my Achilles heels? Where are the things that are, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm really not succeeding in which ones am I doing okay and which ones can I make better and then start attacking in small measure a little bit of this and a little bit of that and rechange this let me rechange even if it's just changing your thinking and you will see that there will be a spillover and I think that that's really what's happened with me um, on this journey um, I don't know about you Faggy and like you know like looking at things I'm finding a, exactly the same you know, when with doing all of this research and understanding the effects of the breathing, the exercise, the sleeping, etc., and on the overall, um, you know, benefits that it has on our bodies and our minds, really, it has had a huge effect. Right, right. Like I, I, I used to do exercise a little bit, but I didn't really breathe well. So now I've like tried to incorporate much 
much deeper breathing. I didn't, you know, I wasn't aware of how how the whole hormonal balance was sleep. So now I'm, I'm much more careful about that and my, my bedtime routine. Um, you know, and I come away. Last night, yes, I did burn the midnight candle. A lot was happening. This morning I can see that my body is not functioning as well as it could because I didn't get optimum sleep. So it doesn't matter, you know, how much I eat or how much I breathe. If I didn't get enough sleep, I have reduced the optimum functioning of my body and so I've got to realize that I have to have almost like a a, a um, an interrelated seamless relationship with everything around me in order for me to you know allow me to function at my optimum I think though for listeners it's important to understand that instead of taking everything and and thinking that we have to do absolutely every single thing a hundred percent correctly literally just taking one aspect and changing it slightly will have a huge effect. Right. So and you, and, and you can target breathing, a few things. Right. You know, just one day decide I need to start breathing a little bit better and do it once in a day and not think, oh my gosh, if my breathing is not good, my exercise isn't good, my sleeping isn't good. A lot of the time we overwhelm ourselves and decide and we kind of don't do anything instead of taking the steps slowly to improve our health. Right. So the last couple of weeks, um, what we've been discussing between ourselves and presenting on the show is just things that we can do at home now in quarantine, that you don't need to go buy anything, you don't need to subscribe to anything, you don't need to really do you know, too much, but you can be cognizant of it in your home and make changes. So we've spoken about sleep, um, we've spoken about breathing, and today I think it, it would be good to speak a little bit about exercising. And quite honestly, I always laugh at the synchronicity in the universe that, you know, I always find that when I'm like cocking in something, I'm like getting involved in something that the universe is kind of answering. And wasn't it like just crazy that we decided, uh, you know, um, after our show last week, well, next week we're going to do exercise and came the 1st of May and yes. we were allowed out of our houses. Everyone's <laughs> escaping their houses. And fantastic because, and I was out, I was actually walking from one place to another um, this morning and I was seeing people out on the streets and I thought to myself, you know, uh, six months ago, whenever I, I try to take walks in the morning, that's, that's my favorite form of exercise. I didn't see all these people. Isn't it fantastic that people are actually getting fresh air, that people are, are, are moving themselves? Like, wow. For the first time, I'm taking my children to the park on their bicycles in the morning. Now, did they you ever do that? Fresh air and exercise, never, never, ever. BCE, before the corona era. Like, <laughs> we just were so stuck in, like, just pushing adrenaline, getting out, get there, eat your breakfast, hurry up, move, come and go, that, yeah. Your kids didn't get my like... Son, my son came in this morning into the house. He goes, that was the best run ever. I don't think he's ever run ever <laughs> before Corona. There you go. There you go. So it's, you know, everybody is is is, is suffering the, 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 the trials and tribulations of the effect that coronavirus has had negatively on us. But for me, um, I'm very gung-ho that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity around opportunity to change ourselves that when we do get back involved in the world in its full that we're doing things differently that we're actually taking times and saying you know what yes my kids are going to go back to school or how about making it like one afternoon i'm just taking your example now Fadi. one afternoon and just taking them to the park on their bikes 
Instead of, so we just have to reset ourselves, reset our brains and reset our patterns. Correct, correct. So exercise is unbelievably important. And when we get back now after the break, we're going to discuss some of the benefits of exercise. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. Well, just love that and agreed, Rabbi Beryl uh, Roddle. We need to be in charge with what we need to be in charge. And so we're being in charge of our physical health. God gave us a body and it is a mitzvah to look after it. And this is what we're uh, discussing right now. So by way of introduction in, ter- in terms of exercise, I think you'll agree, Fagy, if you, you actually try Google exercise, there is probably so much um, information about this type of exercise and that type of exercise and do this and do that. And, um, you know, the question really um, always can be, what type of exercise should I be doing? You know, what type of exercise is good for me? And one of the things that I've always felt pressurized about, um, and we're a pretty active family, is that there seems to be like an acceptance um, in respect of certain things that you have to do. You, know, you, you, you have to to have cardio and you have to run and, you, you know, we, we're always having uh, Fitbit challenges and how many steps did you make and, you know, how, many, wh- how much weight can you pick up? And I don't know, I guess I ran a lot with it um, all these years until about, it was actually only about six months ago that uh, I started listening to my body and I started realizing that there is no need to compete with somebody out there in terms of exercise, you know, to say, well, you know, I can run 100 kilometers and I can climb a mountain and I can do this and I can do that. Because in understanding that the body is holistic, we can actually start understanding that exercise, different exercise is needed for different people. And I think 100%. that that's, that, that it, it, I'm telling you, I got it one day as a, like a bombshell, like, like a, a eureka moment. And it was a moment when I was exercising myself. I had a, a personal trainer come to my house twice a week and we were doing Pilates and we were doing weights and we were doing cardio. And there were times that I was getting up from the session and I was feeling worse than when I started. And then there were other times when I finished and I felt like a million dollars and that's when the bombshell felt. Maybe for my body it's not good for me to jump up and down and run like crazy for an hour, cardiovascular, you know, high intensity, rah, 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 rah. Like, so it's very I, interesting that you say that, Adel, because um, in, in Ben Lynch's book, how he explains about genetics and your DNA, um, you know, if you have your genes tested, it could tell you exactly what your body actually needs. So some people do need the high cardio exercises. Some people need the more relaxing exercises. So each body, as you say, does need something different. Mm. Um, I had my, my genes tested and I have some cardiovascular things that I have to be, you know, aware of and, you know, other gene is gene, you know, using the epigenetics. Yes. And one of the epigenetics one of the things that I need for my genes is high intensity exercise, mm-hmm. which, you know, understanding that and seeing that that's what my body and my brain needs is something that I need to really focus on. 
So in the same way, you've decided from how you feel based on the types of exercises that you've done and realize that your body does well with certain exercises and not well with other exercises is what your body actually needs. Um, And they say not to push yourself, not to go overboard. Uh, Some people are saying, you know, I looked up today, some people say that you literally only need 20 minutes of of cardio where your heart rate goes up and then down. Um, and again, like I said before about people pushing themselves to, to go further than they actually have to, a lot of the time we think, oh, I have to join a gym. I have to go there for an hour. Uh, you know, I have to do cardio where we actually don't necessarily have to start off that way. You can just start off by going up the stairs, you know, in your building or at work or at schools, wherever you are, park further in a shopping mall instead of having to find the closest spot just to walk those extra few steps. Um, that type of stuff does have an effect on you and is a form of exercise. Right. So like I, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, so what I realized is that when I was um, I was made to do certain certain exercises, what happened is that a lot of lactic acid was performed, you know, was was created in my body, and and for the next three days I was feeling awful until I had to wait for the personal trainer to come in again, and in in the interim I landed on having to either go to the physio or the chiro or the this or the that because my body didn't do well, and so I started telling her to experiment with different forms. For me, cardiovascular isn't the biggest thing. Okay, not again. Let's just put it out there. We are not negating for anybody who's listening out there that cardiovascular, you know, raising your heart rate is 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 not important. It is important, and and all of these things. Um, but um, you need you need to you need to you need to understand that there are there are certain certain things that do better for you. For me, what I have found is yoga. And stretching along with some Pilates is probably the best way for me to, to function. And in fact, I, I, I'm invigorated by it. And I love my other, my other form of exercise is just walking. So like I kind of am left in the dust when it comes to the rest of my family who are running and they're doing marathons and they're climbing mountains and you know, their heart rate is up and you know, they've like worked themselves into complete sweat. No, I don't do that. But if I did that, I would feel sick. What I'm doing is actually making me feel better. So everybody should, should, should listen, you know, try the different things. Try some cardio, try weightlifting, try yoga, try Pilates, try whatever, whatever is out there. There is so much. But listen and see how does your body react afterwards. What happens two hours afterwards? What happens a, a day afterwards? What happens a couple of days afterwards? Is it actually embracing the exercise or is it not? Um, and so this, I think, is is, is a vital, vital um, point to, to, to push home. And then, as you've said, Faggy, is that we need to only do it for a little, a little while. You know, you don't, you don't need to go to have like a, a one hour massive gym session in order for you to get optimum health. I think, I, th- I think that's a, that's, that, that's an important thing. I, I also, one of the other things I wanted to share was that um, in the, in the earlier uh, day, days of, well, earlier days, in my younger years, I was so 
inundated with with being a mother, with raising kids, etc. I paid no attention to exercise. And this was another eureka moment. There came a point in time where I figured I have to move my body. I have to give time to myself. I have to, you know, dedicate some time to myself. And I remember so nervously penciling in in those days because we didn't have our phones. We had diaries. Um, I decided to go to a Pilates class once a week. And I honestly believed that taking that time off, that the wheels of the bus would just come rolling, rolling off like the whole world would collapse. Um, I, I couldn't believe that I could give myself that time because I had so much to do. And there, there was a eure- eureka moment. I went, oh, look, I, I disappeared between 9 and 10. And when I came back, <laughs> the world was still there. And I actually was feeling much better and I could engage with it better. It's amazing how much more you can accomplish when you do take that time off for yourself and exercise. Yes. So I'd like to bring in a little bit about the brain, actually, um, and the effects of exercise on the brain, if we can go in that direction. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when when looking up about exercise, a lot of the time we feel that um, in order to lose weight, we need to exercise. So sometimes um, people actually don't do the exercise because they either feel too heavy, um, it isn't comfortable to exercise when you are overweight, etc., so it kind of is a – your brain detours and decides, okay, well, I'm just not going to exercise. I think we have to take the concept of exercise and understand that it's not necessarily actually for weight loss. Um, in fact, if we don't eat correctly and we exercise, we're not, we aren't necessarily going to lose the weight that we have to lose. It's the eating that really is 80% you know, of the weight loss, etc., but when looking can I just up, disturb you there very quickly? Yeah, and sure. that, that is why sometimes you, you, you hear of incidents where, um, you know, the guy is super fit, the biggest cyclist, the greatest thing, and he like drops dead in the, <laughs> in the gym from a heart attack or from, from something. And you go, like, how did that happen? Like, you know, Correct. he was like super fit. Like, what happened there? 100%. And understanding that, like, the foods that you're eating, I mean, if your cholesterol is bad and you're exercising like crazy, as you say, it can have, you know, negative effects on you. But wow. when researching about exercise, uh, it came up, so many things came up on the brain. And actually, exercise is more important for the brain than anything. Um, you know, the brain has a prefrontal cortex, which is right behind your forehead, which has an effect on decision making. It has an effect on your focus, uh, your, on your attention. It even has an effect on your personality. So people that are moody, um, it's coming from your prefrontal frontal cortex, which is in your brain, and and exercising has an immediate effect on your prefrontal cortex. Um, there's two temporal lobes in your brain on your left side and your right side, and deep inside your temporal lobe is your hippocampus, which we actually yeah. discussed last week with the breathing and with the going into the cold water, which you say you're never going to do. No. Um, <laughs> That's going to put me in shock and, and, and put me into... Uh... Okay. So, but don't stop exercising because it also has an effect on your hippocampus. Um, right. But all of these things have an effect on um, better attention, on your mood, and it gives you an energy boost. Um, it makes you feel stronger because, uh, you know, obviously the effects of the dopamine, again, I'll bring that up a little bit later. Um, but it basic, it, it has it, the the dopamine and the, New, uh, the serotonin and the 
neuroadrenaline, all of those hormones are immediately affected by exercise. Um, and, you know, we all need to take these pills <laughs> for our anxiety, our depression, etc. where exercise is something that is like a magic pill in many areas of our lives. Uh, so literally, t- you know, taking 20 minutes of your day and exercising can increase all of these hormones and these neurotransmitters uh, into your brain. If I can weigh in there, I was uh, watching something the other day of a, a professor who is a neuroscientist and she, you know, was looking at the brain and seeing um, as everybody, you know, like particularly in today's environment because of anxiety and because of, um, you know, all the mental illness that it's around. Um, and she was measuring serotonin and dopamine and she said she left her lab one, one night. She was like completely consumed in this study that she was doing, this paper that she was, uh, researching and she realized that she actually herself felt grotty. And, um, she decided to take a, uh, a break. She said she didn't have any friends because she was so consumed with work. She went on a river rafting, uh, I don't know what you call it. Uh, tour or whatever excursion by herself and she said that it, it it was like adrenaline pushing and it was like a lot of you know outdoor exercise and breathing and whatever and she came back to work and she thought my god I feel different like I'm, my brain is clearer um, you know I've got more energy etc etc and that led her on a path eventually she changed her entire research and she very much has now gone and proven in the lab what exercise does to your brain. And she went and said, you know, um, if you have a genetic predisposition to Alzheimer's, to dementia, she's not guaranteeing that you can stop it, but she says you certainly can retard it because the more you exercise and the more you're giving the right neurotransmitters to the brain, she says your brain is a muscle and you will be growing your 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 hippocampus and your prefrontal cortex and all those things and when that when it grows it's going to take much longer to to shrivel and to to go into a state of atrophy that it does in Alzheimer's and dementia with all the plaque that's in the brain and so she's become she's become like a, a sports fanatic now she goes around and tells people like get energy get 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 oxygen into you get your body moving. So I think that this is a very the beauty, important The thing. beauty of us, of getting your body moving also is it literally has an immediate effect. I mean, when you put on right. music and you decide to start dancing around your house, that has an immediate effect on your brain and your mood changes. It can change immediately. Um, and interestingly, you're talking about Alzheimer's. There mm. have been studies where they literally take a scan of the brain um, of someone that does have Alzheimer's. They then go and give them intense cardio or whatever exercise that they do give them do the scan of the brain again straight after, and it has an effect on the brain. Right, right. So and it yes. has a positive effect on the brain. So I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm very much with you, and I've got to tell you that my greatest motivation is seeing, you know, the older generation in my family um, where, where, you know, aging does have an effect, and it, slow down, it slows down um, a whole lot of stuff. And um, the more you slow down and the more uh, you land up being stuck 
the more the more the arthritis comes, the more the inflammation comes, and it, it's a vicious cycle. You either turn it around, or you allow it to come down in in a you know you allow to get allow it to get better. So, in my mind, all the time, my greatest motivation is I don't want to land up being eighty and unable to get out of bed. I don't want to land up being 80 and unable to move my hands and my legs. And so that's what motivates me to get up every day and exercise. So exercise actually does slow down your aging, so you're doing well. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't, by the way, you know that you can actually measure your real biological age. You can, the you telomeres. can go with, with, with the telomeres, yes, the, the, those tips right. on, on your genes. And it can actually tell you your, your biological age, um, which, which is interesting. So I think that the message here is that, again, stop looking at exercise in a boxed way that only this is good or only that is good. One needs to know there's an entire genetic component to it and one needs to optimize their exercise for what's good for them. And what may be good for me might not necessarily be good for you. And so, you know, you, you, you need, you need to, to un, uncover it and think about it. And you don't have to spend thousands of rands going and having your, your, you know, your genes mapped, even though I think that that's a good idea and it's something that I'm going to want to do. But you just need to become intuitive with your body and see, you know, how does your body react? But to simplify it, <laughs> for anyone's genetics, no matter what your genes are, exercise is good. So, you know, just just any types of exercise is going to clean up those genes with your epigenetics. Right, 100%. You have to exercise. So the message here is you have to exercise. The, 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 the question is what exercise should you do? And really, really, there is no excuse. There is so much out there that you can access um, on the Internet um, that you can't go and say, well, I can't, I can't afford it, or I don't know how, or whatever have you. There's a lot of YouTube stuff um, happening. There's a lot of downloads that you can you can use. There's a lot of uh, audio that you can use to exercise. And if you can't go, if you can't um, do it yourself, find a friend. That's what I'm saying. Community is very, very important. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. So welcome back, and we're just having a heart-to-heart conversation, <laughs> excuse the pun, um, <laughs> on, on exercising on, on ex- our brains. Exactly, we're exercising our brains, but <laughs> um, I think <laughs> that also um, we need to understand that the that exercise um, has a tremendous effect on on uh, on us metabolically. Is that correct? Correct. Um, it has it reduces our blood pressure. It improves our sleep. Uh, it, bu- it actually boosts our immune system. So now we're in COVID. You know, exercising and getting out there into our gardens, doing some you know jumping jacks or skipping rope or running around the garden if we have a garden. Uh, you know, will it will increase and bo- boost our immune system. One big thing, actually, that we, sh- we need to discuss is detoxification. Right. Uh, you know, exercising by, by sweating uh, and getting rid of toxins has a huge effect on our liver. Uh, it can help fatty liver disease. And getting rid of toxins, it will decrease 
you know, our inflammation, which we keep on discussing how we're all just so inflamed. Um, right. I'm sure it can, once we're decreasing our inflammation, again, has an effect on the brain. So decreases inflammation in the brain, which like this woman you were discussing was saying, that it can mm. help with the Alzheimer's and dementia because Alzheimer's and dementia is inflammation of the brain. Right, right. Um, so I think a very big catchword is a big one. I think a big catchword today is inflammation. We are the reason why COVID nineteen is affecting all of us is because we are walking around in a state of inflammation in our body, and that's Which why it starts in the yeah. gut. Yes. And which starts, as we always say, with food, which food is medicine. And right. if we're eating the wrong types of foods and we're eating the inflammatory foods, which are, which is most of the time dairy, sugar and gluten, it actually has an effect on our dopamine and our dopamine, you know, that is our motivation hormone, which, which, which motivates us to either do work, do exercise, um, you know, do the things in life that we're interested in um and and getting those dopamine levels correct and lowering our insu- our, our inflammation will then you know push us in the direction that we need to go in in terms of exercise and um you know motivating ourselves etc so if, kind of- if you even think about children mm. how are children meant to sit Behind a desk. I mean, I've, I've become a, my, a teacher to my children and I just see them sitting all day in front of a computer. Their brains are not being exercised. You know, yesterday I took my son into the garden and decided I'm going to be doing reading with him. I said to him, you know what? Run around the garden, come back to me and read. He was so interested in doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, his I, dopamine I actually, levels were, were, were heightened immediately. Yeah. I saw it, I saw it with my, my grandchildren. <clears throat> I walked, I walked once, um, into their house and, and two of them were really, they were, they were ratty and they were, they were like performing and just, just being irritable and understandably so like it was, I think, week six of the, of, of, of the quarantine. So I took them outside and we just played ball. I, all I was doing was I was throwing the ball backwards and forwards and making them run and making a game. And, and after about 20 minutes, they had built up a sweat. They had, you know, um, used their energy up. They came back in and they were like, they were like little angels again. And it just was actually quite an, an amazing thing to watch, like how their mood instantly changed because that exercise, that ability to express and, and, you know, let go of energy, let out energy, you know, increase energy, whatever it is you want to call it, had a tremendous, a tremendous effect, uh, effect on them. And I think this is something that we've done a huge disservice to the children in particular. We send them to school at eight. You know, they're there till three, four, then we go do a, do an, a, another extramural and another extramural, and yes, they do run around and break and do whatever have you. I think it's insufficient. Um, and then, you know, they come back and then you're feeding them the wrong foods and then you're making them sit down in front of a computer or they are sitting in front of the TV and it's, it keeps on going as a, it's an endless cycle. And then you get frustrated kids and you've got parents shouting about ADD and, you know, my, 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 and, 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 um, what do you call it? An emotional problems that the kids developing just simply because there's no there's no outlets. Like people need to use exercise. Well, this, this, the same way we were trying to change the diets in the school and and the tuck shops. You know, maybe one thing that we do have to work on is actually getting them to have our children do exercise more. When I was in school, there was a 
you know, David Flax at the time used to do uh, the, uh, the early bird exercise, what they used to call it. You know, yes, we would go it's called earlier. the early bird exercise, yes. We'd go an hour earlier before school, you know, if your parents actually got you out of the house an hour earlier, and we would run around, we would do exercise, we would do proper cardio, and if I tell you, it made a huge effect on my right. day. It had a huge effect on my day. My learning was different, and I did feel different. When you go on a jog or you go and do boxing or you whatever type of cardio you do, when you come home, your your mind is in a different state. So, I, yeah, getting children to move more, definitely super important. I've just got a comment in. Thank you for somebody listening, and thank you for the comment. There's a very um, famous and, and um, respected educator by the name of Gavin Keller, and he talks a lot about oxygen and brain and exercise and concentration. They're very much interlinked. So, yes, thank you for, for that comment. And exactly, it's just like kind of like putting, you know, more, more, Ga- more. In Gavin Keller's school, he does. He makes his kids stand up and they do proper exercise. They get their heart pumping in order to get their brain working. Right, right. So, it, you know, exercise is something that should be fundamental to your regime. It, again, does not have to be one size fits all or one exercise fits all. But you have to exercise. You have to get uh, your your brain moving, your, your body moving to get your brain moving, to get your body to detox and get rid of all the, 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 the rubbish that is, is built up because of other unhealthy lifestyle, uh, you know, situations. We're going to go for a little bit of a break and we'll be back up to wrap up this week's Healthy You, Wealthy You show. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. Welcome back. And as always, we love to hear your comments. Um, it's important for us to get some feedback. And we hope that we have given you some food for thought. If you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, um, you're most welcome. You can send an email to info at highfm.com with your name and your number. And you can be part of the conversation, just having one small thing every single day that's coming in and that you could pay attention to. You don't have to pay attention to everything. We don't try to uh, give you stuff that lasts hours and hours um, helps you, helps you. It's a, it's, it's, it's a sense of community. But if you can't do that, then certainly there's many, many other ways. You know, now that we're kind of down a little bit in our quarantine status, um, you know, call up a friend and, um, you know, go for a walk with them. Um, ask, you know, maybe I heard somebody the other day, she said, you know, she was going crazy, so she got her friend on Zoom, and the two of them did an exercise class via Zoom. Uh, you can do that. But the bottom line is that you you need to move. You agree, Fabi? Absolutely. You know, there's a woman in, in Australia. She's actually South African. She's a very well-known nutritionist um, all over the world. Her name is Trudy Scott. She speaks a lot about how yoga um, has a big effect on the brain as well. So as much as we're talking about cardio, a lot of people, as we know in the world, are very interested in yoga and, uh, you know, just that it completely calms you down. We actually didn't bring much about the breathing and how important how our exercise actually helps the breathing. When you're running and you're jogging, you're breathing deeply and you're getting that oxygen into your body, which is another huge benefit. But when it comes to yoga, it actually increases um, something in your brain called GABA, which is a calming it's, it's, it's something that calms you down. 
Which right. is and that will help on your, have the whole adrenal axis where you're in that fight-flight mode. So it brings that 100%. down. 100%. So, I mean, exercise has an effect on your hormones. It has an effect on your insulin resistance. It has an effect on, on you know, that's anti-aging. It can help prevent cancer. It can help prevent Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, right. It can help, you know, with bone health, uh, your mood, your attention, your memory. I mean, there's the list literally can go on and on just by doing exercise. And, you know, like that lady says in the in her talk, on the TEDx talk, she says, well, most people then say to me, well, what's the minimum amount of exercise mm-hmm. I need to do <laughs> in order to be healthy? Please tell me the minimum, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, she says literally three to four times a week is all you really have to do, 20 minutes a day. It doesn't yeah. have to be that you join a gym, make yourself crazy, that you have to get all dressed up and take time out of your day, get dressed, walk out your house, go for a 20-minute walk around the block. And slowly you work it up. Correct, so you correct. can increase it. Well, all the listeners out there can can hear that uh, between Fahey and I, we're, we're really two different people. Fahey is um, into the high intensity that it is, you know, exercise. That's what she needs. <laughs> I'm more into uh, oiling my, my joints, maybe just because I'm a little bit older than you, Fahey. But, uh, you know, I'm into flexibility and 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 using you know uh, yoga and 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 pilates and the the, the less intense stuff because I, I actually get sick when when i you know start trying to run around the block but it doesn't matter the main thing is is that we're doing what is needed for our bodies and really this is the motivation out to everybody there today if you've listened to our show thank you for joining us and think about it Think about what we, we've said and take a, make a commitment 20 minutes, three times a week into something that you want to do. And if you need more, more, uh, you know, um, motivation, find a friend, you know, uh, subscribe to something on the internet, listen to our show, join our group. I don't care. This is, this is, we're, we're doing this for, for no money. We're just doing this for the love of it. And um, we're just out there to say to people, Listen, you've got now an incredible, incredible opportunity to change the way you, you do things. Think about it and go ahead and make that change. So I wish everybody out there um, a wonderful week, a healthy week, an inspiring week, and a week full of a lot of oxygen. <laughs> I hope you uh, you have a good and make week. Make sure to get home before 9 o'clock. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll be back next week with a, another episode of Healthy You, Wealthy You.